Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode seven of My Teen Angst as a Podcast. I'm Kyle. And I'm Jamie. And thank you so much, everyone, for joining us again this week. We're back at it talking about uh, one of our favorite shows from our childhood, Radio Free Roscoe. And so if you're just joining us for the first time here, we've been going through every episode of Radio Free Roscoe in great detail um, from the beginning of the series. And we're going to work our way to the end of the series. We're on season two right now. Um, and it's been a lot of fun so far. Uh, this show is a show all about, you know, recounting and revisiting and looking back at those great shows from the past uh, and those shows that me and Jamie uh, just ate up as children and unfortunately still do. So here we are. Um, yeah. So thanks for joining in. I don't know what to say. I'm always awkward with these intros, but I don't know. Jamie, how, how have you been? How's the week been? How are you feeling? Ah, been a great week. I'm feeling good. I uh, enjoyed these episodes after after the last uh, the last couple were okay. These ones were better. Yeah, for those who haven't listened to our last episode, I, me and Jamie were pretty lukewarm at the last episode <laughs> from that last batch. And even listening back to the episode a little bit, like when I was editing it, I was I realized how like um, how much we didn't want to talk about it. Disinterested. <laughs> We tried pretty much any opportunity we had to talk about something else, which was hilarious. But fair enough. It's okay. That will happen. For the record, the other two episodes we talked about, I loved actually. So yeah. it was just one of those just one Solid of those. Solid two things. out of three. Yeah. What can you do? Um, but we have a nice crop of episodes this week. Um in the future we will be covering <clears throat> other shows. Um, so you know, please feel free to send your show recommendations our way. We haven't officially announced or discuss what we're going to do later but we have like two or three real solid ones we know we definitely will cover so in our list of like 15 that are less <laughs> solid but still there which we add to like every week but i mean literally nonetheless what i'm trying to say is nothing set in stone so if there's something people want us to talk about we would you know we'd be interested in that um okay so let's let's get going let's let's cut let's cut the Let's cut the, the shit. That's, <laughs> I don't know what we're cutting, but let's get into it. Um, I get, I'll, I'll, I'll start this one off here. We have uh, an episode here called Gossip from season two. It's episode 207. And it premiered January 16th, 2004. Uh, so yeah, I keep forgetting we're in 2004 now. So time's flying. Uh, and the synopsis goes a little like this. Rumors are flying when RFR reveals Principal Waller's crush on the English teacher. Will Waller's revenge possibly mean the end of RFR? So, what did, what did we... <laughs> Every, everything Waller related is like, could this mean the end of RFR? Oh, like, man. every single time. I wrote that down. Like, it comes up near the end of the episode, but like... Robbie constantly <laughs> is concerned that everything will be the end of RFR, which I mean, yeah. again, is this one of those things I kind of relate to Robbie with. I feel like I've been there. <laughs> oh, man, it's the end of the podcast. Oh, fuck. This is it. It's the end. Um, one one wrong move. It's over. Yeah. Canceled. Yeah, man. It's, I'm trying not to get canceled. That's that's the goal. Um, so the episode it's crazy how easy it is to not get canceled. I'm, I'm learning. It's very easy. Uh, so got the X's on your hand. Yeah, actually, okay, this one time. So this, <laughs> I'm trying to get to the episode, but I have this one story. So this one time, I was we were at um we were at a local concert as as you would call them shows, and I was I was with some folks who were doing some not so great things, but I was kind of a 
I wouldn't call myself a goody two shoes, but I was, I don't know. What, what would you say, Jamie? I just, I didn't partake in what my friends were doing. I like, I feel like to a point straight edge was the, well, that's what I'm trying to get into. So <laughs> eventually we're outside of this establishment and a cop rolls by and he sees some illegal activities taking place. And I'm kind of like, oh shit, like this isn't going to end well. I think I'm like 15 maybe 14. I was going to say, you were pretty young for this. Uh, and I'm like, uh-oh. And then the cop rolls. <laughs> he's like pretty like, you know, upfront about it. He's like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> and literally someone has paraphernalia in their hands. And it's like, well, it's pretty obvious what we're doing right now. Can't really walk around that. And I'm like, I'm, I'm panicking. I'm like, oh my God, we're going to go to jail. Oh my God. Uh, and I wasn't <laughs> doing anything and I knew that and they knew that, but like still, like how do you explain that? And Basically, all I did was eventually I looked to the cop and I said, hey, I'm straight edge. And I like made like an X motion with my arm. No. And um, and luckily, my the people I with, they weren't really I wasn't very good friends with. I like kind of knew them. They're like, oh, yeah, Kyle straight edge. Don't worry about him. And then the cop <laughs> let me go. And the rest of them went into the police car. Amazing. So I claimed I claimed edge and uh, I I didn't go to, I don't know, juvie or something <laughs> whatever it would have been and then i immediately called my mom and she picked me up because <laughs> i was like i need to go That's home adorable <laughs> and i never watched the bands play <laughs> didn't even see the bands <laughs> yeah uh, i feel like i feel like we went to a few shows like that where you didn't even quite too much was going on outside the vent outside the venue yeah, there was always Couldn't like even... like there all the action was in the hallways you know like oh yeah it was like, in, was the, like in the bathroom, like the way that RFR like uses their high school hallways for like everything to happen. That's how we would yeah. use like senior centers. The shows. <laughs> Anyways, so strangers, strangers are just friends you haven't made yet. Oh yeah, I guess I guess I can't I can't deny that. Shout out to Cosmo. Shout out to my yeah. Shout out to my mom. Um. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> gossip. RFR. RFR. The, the episode opens up. With Robbie and Ray kind of horsing around in the halls. And Robbie's, I don't know, Robbie's kind of being just like a little bit of a, I don't know, a little bit of a dick to Ray. And he's like, ooh, who are you texting? Ooh, do I got a text from Lily? Ooh, did Lily text me? Oh, my God. And he, like, grabs his phone. And Ray's like, what the hell? I give him my phone back. And he, like, kind of chases him down the hallway. And he bumps into Waller. And Waller's like, no horseplay in the halls. But then classic Waller, but then Waller has a change of heart because <laughs> he immediately sees an Eng the English teacher. Um, I wrote it down. Mrs. Where is it? Do you remember her name? Mrs. No, I wrote down Emily. I wrote down Emily too. Oh no. Mrs. Mitchell. <laughs> Mrs. Mitchell. Okay. I made because I knew I was going to forget. He bumps into Mrs. Mitchell and he says, Oh, aha, never mind. Just uh, run off. Boys will be boys. <laughs> Because Waller has <laughs> the hots for Miss Mitchell, a.k.a. Emily. <sighs> and oh that's God. basically all what this episode is about for the most part, <laughs> more or less. Yeah, that um, is the whole episode. Waller has a crush. Um, and actually, Miss Mitchell or Emily, she was in another episode. She was in the Clark Kent episode where uh, Robbie like tries to get it with the horse girl. I think right. she's their teacher, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Because in this one, it's like the new English teacher. I know, it's a little misleading, but the, according to the IMDb, okay, for the record, I did not go back and watch the episode, but according to the IMDb, that's <laughs> what it says. All and right, this person I trust it. is play like the person who plays, her name is Tracy Hoyt, 
and she is a- she actually voices Rini from Sailor Moon. That's cute. So she's kind of a Canadian legend, as far as I'm concerned. For those who <laughs> don't know, most of the Sailor Moon dub, anime dub, was voiced by Canadians. Notably, Sugar Jones from The Zone played Mini Moon. Mini, I don't know. I don't know what she it's called. The, the pink hair, right? That's like the child. The child. Yeah, moon. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Baby Moon. Baby Moon. And then she also was in an episode of the L.A. Complex. Do you remember that show? I remember the name. I don't think I ever watched it. Well, the L.A. Complex is only notable for this show because it was directed by Stefan Brogren, a.k.a. Snake. Uh. <laughs> and it also starred Cassie Steele in the lead role. Oh. It lasted one season. So, but Cassie, right. Cassie is she's, she's okay. She's voicing that uh, that new Disney movie. Oh, right, right, right. The, I I forget what it With Aquafina. So she's making waves. I got faith good. in Cassie Steele. Anyways, <laughs> so that's how we get introduced to this, I guess, kind of a polarizing figure for all of Roscoe High here, Mrs. Mitchell, um, because she is teaching. She's teaching and kind of going about her life almost the opposite as Mr. Waller. And I assume that's what Mr. Waller like sees in her, you know, like. It's an opposite it's like in the, Yeah, it's like in that last episode with Waller where he he can't find middle ground. He's he's either one end or the other. Right. I feel like she's kind of She's the opposite the, end. The opposite end, so he's like really drawn to it. Yeah, cuz she's like in a pretty like crucial scene. She's uh she's teaching about the chrysalids. Which by the way, did you ever read the chrysalids? Uh no, I was thinking about that when I was in grade 10. Uh, the class had the option to read the chrysalids or to read the curious incident of the dog in the nighttime. Do you? I have no okay, idea. it was no really honestly that. like it, it interesting book. Um, but yeah, we had the option, and like there was like five of us that chose to read that one and not the chrysalids, and we got to go sit in the hallway and read. So it was definitely oh. worth it. Oh man, I forgot about sitting in the hallway and reading. Yeah, it's sick. Being able to leave the class for any reason and just go like sit out there, fantastic. So I love stuff like that. I forgot about that. I never read the chrysalids either. For some reason, actually, I thought you did. I thought you had said that at some point in my lifetime, but maybe no one ever read that. I have this weird, um, I have this weird memory of when my family would go to like Safeway. Okay. (laughs) Like my mom would go shopping and like looking for groceries, and I would just like screw off and like go to the magazine aisle. Of course. And I always would read the magazine not for adults. Do you remember this magazine? I do. I do. <laughs> I, I remember think, it. I think this is a Canadian publication. I'm like almost positive that it is. And they had, they would always have these monthly or weekly or whatever it was. I think it was monthly. Um, like top 10 lists of something. It'd be like anything. Um, like a Watch Mojo esque list, I guess. <laughs> and I remember there was one list where it was talking about like, movies that should be made that are based on books and the number yeah. one and this would, would have been in like 2000 and i don't know five or six like harry potter yeah. would have been the only like notable one really maybe a, a couple others maybe golden compass i don't know but uh and and at the top of the list was the chrysalids and that's how i had found out about it and i was in elementary school at the time i remember and i remember like the little blurb about it was like oh everyone's high everyone's high school English class reads the chrysalids and I was like oh shit like I'm gonna read the chrysalids in high school and I never did and I also and you didn't also didn't care enough to just read it on my own because right. I'm, I'm garbage 
I don't even I don't even know what I read in high school now that I think about it. Like I remember I read uh, like you read the book called Club Meds. <laughs> and <laughs> and so did I and so did our friend Maggie and we all wrote the same book report about it. Yeah, and I, I wrote the same book report twice, two years in a row and didn't get caught. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> well, I, but what I mean is like I like we did that willingly, oddly, but like we never I read Lord of the Flies, I think. Oh, I read Life well, of Pi. We we read Life of Pi actually. Did you cool. you weren't you weren't like a like a reading on your own time kind of kid though, right? No, unfortunately. No. I always like I the thing is is I always liked the idea of reading and I would buy books that I knew I would probably like but I never read them. And it's yeah. it's actually an issue that still haunts me to this day. Um yeah, no, I wish. I feel like I missed out a lot on that. I just spent time watching movies. I mean, I guess that's not surprising to many and Kyle, people. Kyle, those books still exist. You I, can do it. It's hard. No, I completely, like, I was a, I was my, a, a bigger reader as a kid. And, and, like, I did read in high school. I'm I'm very I feel like known. you go in phases. I feel like you'll, yeah. like, read a lot and then, like, you just might not. And then you'll read, like, totally, 20 like, books out of nowhere. Well, and, like, I'm very, I'm very known for rereading Harry Potter. <laughs> so, like, I've reread the Harry Potter series right. as a whole more times than I can count. So, like, does that even count as reading at this point? But, like, I did. I did I did read, like, I don't know. I did read a lot more in high school. And then, I don't know. I, I, I do. I go through phases. Right now, I'm suffering through the Twilight series again because I decided. Wait, you're, to, reading, you're reading it again? Or you're not finished? I'm not finished. Okay. Like, I'm reading it, like, for a second time. Right. Like, I read it first when I was 14. Sorry. I thought you were. I thought you. I, I finished and started over. I thought you were reading it's, them for it's a the third second time. reading. Wow. <laughs> oh, shout out but to no, a previous I, podcast. Um, I read the first, like I crushed the first two Twilight books in the beginning of August, and okay. it made me really angry. So I've just taken my time for the last two books. Wait, and so you, I'm almost I'm almost done Eclipse, and so. you still haven't seen Breaking Dawn Part Two, correct? I haven't seen Past New Moon in movie form so i don't even know which ones i've seen but i know i've seen breaking dawn part two and i will tell you right now that that is the best one without a doubt without a doubt i look forward to it i don't remember what happens even right now at the end of eclipse i don't remember like the whole plot seems new to me so you know i i'm i'm learning as i go in retrospect i feel like i'm too hard on the first one i feel like the first like the twilight movie is like it's such a it's a bad movie don't get me wrong but mm-hmm. it's like a good time capsule for that like it is. era totally i agree i rewatched yeah. that i watched twilight a few weeks ago and i, I agree i think it holds up in that way like the same way that like uh what's a good example like i don't know like just anything of that like era or that kind of like teenage centric yeah. i don't know cinema i think it works that way but yeah. anyway, you need to watch the last one because that one is just beautiful shit. I'm getting there. Slowly but surely. I'm hoping by Halloween I will have finished off on everything. Well, the whole series. I can and I, I put think it that, away for another 10 years. I think the reason years. that a lot of like kids, I noticed this in high school, actually. I think a lot of kids that would read would read because they had a good English teacher that like got them into reading. Like we like sort of like a Miss Mitchell, if you will. Like I feel like Ooh. the way Miss Mitchell was trying to explain the, the chrysalis, way she got Waller to read the chrysalids, and she eventually does it, because because she's like explaining the chrysalids in a very um uh you know English teacher way English teacher way in a, in a very like positive way in a very like uplifting um you know method for like kids to like rethink what the story actually means and kind of 
yeah. analyze it for them. And then Waller yeah. kind of just literally bolts into her class and says, like, no, uh, well, I think they're just like uh, punks, basically, all stupid kids <laughs> who are uh, here destroying shit. And she's like, what? And then it's she's weird. Like, it's weird, too, because apparently Lily and Travis have English together, by the way. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to take note of this because I can almost guarantee that they won't have English together in another episode. But I'm just in coming episodes. They have some chemistry together, too. Let me tell you. Ooh. <laughs> That's a fact. And uh, <laughs> they notice them having this weird exchange, though. And Ray also yeah. notices them having this weird exchange in the hallway. So the stage is set that Waller has a crush at this point. Like, there's almost no denying oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He is, like, he's classic, like, making a fool of himself in front of his crush type situation. Which, you know what? I'm not going to lie. I made a comment in this episode where I'm like, you know what? Waller's being super relatable this episode because like who hasn't been there when yeah. he like when he like has like an awkward interaction with her and he like leaves the classroom and he like bangs his head against the wall and he's like yeah I felt that what it was he, he's like she hates me she hates me and I'm like well that's I, I feel like we've all been there that's any interaction with a crush and you're just like and there's something <laughs> oh, no. there's something about like seeing that scene take place in like a high school hallway too that just like oh. really brings like some like it kind of hurt kind of hurts to watch. It was a little too real. Like, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have not felt that way in quite some time, but I know I was in that exact, like, position at one point. Which, I don't know if I'm ever yeah. not in that position. I'm going to be honest with you. Jamie, we're all, you know... <laughs> in any aspect of my life, every time I have a conversation with any person, whether it's for romantic purposes or otherwise, I leave the conversation replaying every single thing I said in my head, being like, that wasn't that wasn't weird, right? That was that was a totally normal conversation. You know, good things was, come to those. We're, who we're good, <laughs> and it's okay to wait. Anyways, so yeah, it, he it's is fine. kind. Of, he is kind of like. It's a little endearing. He is a little endearing, and he's definitely giving off like not super robotic vibes. Like he's giving mm-hmm. off more actual like emotion, like mm-hmm. not like in a, terms of charisma, but in terms of like being a normal person and like it's okay i i think it's fine and ray brings brings us to the show though he comes to rfr and he's like has like a scoop he's ready to like out the fact that waller has a crush and he kind of explains the case to the rest of the gang off air and they're like wait a minute like we saw him in english like acting this way it's got to be miss mitchell I i like that robbie's like what are your sources it's like robbie you were in the hallway with him when he experienced this you were there Man, Robbie is like, <laughs> I think I'm going to say this every episode where like I pick a new favorite, but like Robbie might be my favorite character. <laughs> I think you've only said Robbie's your favorite. Well, because there's times where like Loki Ray is my favorite and I don't want to admit it to anyone. But like, I think overall, Rob, like Robbie has to be like, he's the, like, I relate to him in the way yeah. that like, I relate to him in the way that he's not necessarily how I personally act, but he's almost how I wish mm-hmm. I act. <laughs> I, I can see similarities. I feel like Ray, like Ray can be an enjoyable character, but I would never call him a favorite. But that's because I feel like they wrote him so up and down. Whereas yeah. like Robbie stays fairly like middle ground. Like he doesn't like I mean he has his like hot headed moments, but like But the thing about Ray is he the like I guess I can't say for sure because we're only like halfway into the show, not even. But I feel like he is like slowly being developed. Like he's not nearly yeah. as hot-headed as he used to be. He's totally. not nearly as misogynistic as he used to be. He still is a little bit. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but 
you know, he's generally becoming a better person and I feel like yeah. on purpose. Yes. So he I, is actually developing as a character. So I mean, he's slowly slowly not getting canceled and I can appreciate that. So there's Damn. that. He's no he's no Rowling. So we'll <laughs> Jesus. We'll let him be. Oh, we're Canadian. It's just ro- it's rolling. My God. It's rolling? I thought it was yeah. rowling. JK Rowling. Yeah, if you're American. Maybe I'm American. You're not. <laughs> you know, it's so it, I watch I watch American TV, okay, and they say rowling. I just feel like everyone in Canada has always said rolling. Because like, it like literally it's written. Do you say bowling? Because it's written the same as bowling. I don't know. I just said rolling. Like it, it to me, it's kind of like the Limbiscuit Limbiscuit song. Or no, it's not like the Limbiscuit song. It's not rolling, rolling, rolling. It's rowling, rowling, rowling. Okay, great. All right. <laughs> okay, so a uh, little a note in this episode, um, and in like the coming episodes, we're getting like multiple uh, background characters again, or not right. again. Like we're we're having a lot of like like background oh. characters we've seen before so we get we get fake smog from right that episode from so he's the, in the english class as well from, from the like warehouse. the one who yeah yeah the warehouse yeah episode. and then um which is like okay sure uh kim is back in this episode which is like but like Thank she's God. back and like plays a role in the episode but it's like i don't know it just it's, it's i guess it's not that minor either but i don't know she's she's there um and yeah like in in the later episodes we get like what is his name like lee johns or whatever from literally the second episode the guy that lily goes on a date with we'll get there we'll get is, is there. that who that is it yeah is. it's just I, like i, I wasn't actually i wasn't actually sure if it was that guy or if it was the, the guy that ray befriends when he's like a sports announcer for cougar Radio. is it not the same person or are they the same person i'm not sure or the same, I can't care, but i know i had the same thought so anyways uh yeah i don't know it's just kind of interesting like like we have our like plot and subplot but like we're getting more than just like ed and ted or kim yeah or, like i don't know there's, there's more you're right like for that. a while it almost felt like there was no one else like it was only the crew which was, which is yeah. okay too in its own way but i do yeah. kind of like when there's a bit more going on mm-hmm. and even like I agree. like this one you're right like this is a good example this episode has like waller kim the gang fake smog yeah. like ed and ted <laughs> there's a lot going on here um, and I think it, it benefits from that. One thing I wanted to mention about Waller really quick is that he kind of gave me a lot of like Michael Scott energy this episode. Yeah, I felt that. <laughs> and he I doesn't really like have that a lot of the time, but in this episode especially, he I don't was know. Somehow more he was he was more aware than uh, Michael Scott would be, but but yeah. I, I get what you mean. Yeah, I don't know. Kind of especially when he was like conspiring with Kim, that felt very Michael Scott esque. Like just. Right good intentions but the worst way to do it type thing like yeah Yeah. was there was there a subplot in this episode like not really like the only subplot that's going on i guess but it's really tied to like the main plot is rfr like how do i put this so like lily robbie and travis are kind of Oh, it's like the show. Yeah. The show is the subplot. Yeah. So like the three of them kind of are working as RFR to like get to the bottom of, you know, the love triangle. I don't even, I guess not a triangle, but the romance that Waller's going through. And then the A plot is Waller having this crush. And then 
I guess like Ray kind of acknowledging that would kind of like line in there. So it's okay. kind of weird. Actually, sure. to be honest, I think it works really, really well because sometimes the yeah. B plots are a little like. It's like you didn't need this. Sometimes you didn't need it, but sometimes they're really great too. Yeah. This one is like, it just actually is a really well written episode, I would say. Mm hmm. And it works. I really, I yeah, I really liked this episode. I did too. I thought it worked I, together. I made really a, well. I made a note. I'm like, this feels like that, like the first season. The first season, I say kind of in quotation marks because it's all felt like one season, but like, it felt like kind of those first episodes, and I, I really enjoyed it. I totally agree. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like even to like, it has kind of all like, it kind of has everything you want from an RFR episode. Like has like. Kim being sinister, Waller mm -hmm. kind of like having a existential crisis. <laughs> it has all like everyone from the yeah. RFR gang like showing who they are. Yeah, it, it works really well. Ray is being kind of a shit, but then like, but and then, they try to talk him out of being a shit. Like the the huge. He covers his tracks somewhat well. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. It, it, so and like the the whole plot there is that um, Waller tries to get Kim's help and he's like is everyone watching me I think everyone's he's like just super paranoid and then she's like here let's like you know let's get back at our car for this as she does and she calls in as a uh fake or as a what is it she literally like holds her nose so that you can't tell who she is and I'm like nice try Kim and she is like I heard that Waller and Miss Mitchell are going on a date at the at the, the I was gonna say the dot at Mickey's <laughs> Might as well uh, be the dot. And it's it's a setup. It's a uh, Waller's there and like he'll find they're out. gonna catch they're yeah. gonna catch RFR because like RFR is obviously gonna want to come in and like and whoever shows up then he'll know those people are RFR kind of thing. Yeah, but exactly. the gang doesn't catch cool. on to that right away. No, and they don't. They agree to this because they think it they think it'd be good for the show. Uh, and then when Kim calls again to sort of like say because they eventually decide it's not a good idea because they want to do what's right. Which is good. Yeah. Because Kim, wholesome. Because wholesome. And then uh, Kim calls to be like, oh, yeah, good cover up. We all know you guys like have to do it anyways or else like it's obvious or like, I don't know, she gives some like bullshit reasoning. And then yeah. Robbie recognizes who or has like an idea of who it might be. He thinks it's Kim. So he calls Cougar Radio. Cougar Radio, which I was like, yo, Robbie's got Cougar Radio on speed dial. Of course he does. Calm down, question mark. QM, if you will. <laughs> Sorry. And then uh, he he hears the phone ringing from him calling Cougar Radio on their call with Kim. So then he knows for a fact that it's Kim setting them up. But in the meantime, yeah. Ray has already bounced to Mickey's and is trying to set them up. And the I don't know. It's actually pretty cool because Waller just happens to see Miss Mitchell there. He didn't like yeah. actually invite her uh, on a date. And so it's like this weird thing for him where like he just didn't have the courage to ask her out, but she was there anyways. But then he's like trying to like catch Scooby-Doo in the gang and it's not going <laughs> very well for him. And he's looking like an old weird jerk because he's like a principal and like a 40 year old Truly. man. And, <laughs> you know, but then he has this nice interaction with the teacher. And meanwhile, Ray is trying to like construct this weird like toy recording device. <laughs> Yeah, to like record. Which, like, he does a good job, honestly. Like with the straws, like he it's he makes funny. this like extender so that he can like hide the microphone. I don't know. It's he does a pretty good job. Yeah, I, He's there and he's like trying to get the scoop and record their conversation. Oh, and while that's happening, there's this really good bit of Travis, Robbie, and Kay. Lily running. From I loved that. How awesome was that? Yeah, like it's like it's literally just a little like cut scene almost of them running from the 
from the RFR studio to Mickey's, which I also was like, okay, how how far is Mickey's? Like how? Like I have no idea. How In my mind, works, it's like, like around. The I corner. thought they were a lot closer. I don't know. It's in running distance, but like I love these little like group shots. Yeah, of you, like all of them. You don't get many of those. No, not because like a lot of the a lot of the little cutscene type things like that are just like generic like people's feet and skateboards and buildings, school stuff. But this is like I don't know. Yeah, this I. And it's shot- something about it like made me feel so I was just like, ah, oh, yeah, I love the vibe here. Well, it's because there's a lot of times where you don't really see the gang all together a, a lot. Like you see them obviously. They do. Like- they they, sp- they split the group in like every episode for exactly. one reason or another. And it's for, always for the subplot. It's always awesome when you see them together. And the way that this like little montage is shot looks is shot the same way that like the skateboarding or the other B roll yeah. would be shot. So it looks really cool. And so it's them running from like the headquarters yeah. the high I don't studio. Know, studio to mickey's and even them seeing all of them outside mickey's like that was really cool too right and it's like a different like oh. angle and perspective of mickey's that i don't think we've seen yet so yeah, yeah i'm glad love you it. liked that too because i thought that was sick yeah i love that so and then by the time they get there the thing everything's kind of fizzled out like waller has already kind of made amends with the teacher and has decided just to scrap this childish plan and to actually just take her to dinner and ray has like made the realization that you know waller's a human and he's not going to record the conversation and they get there just in time for ray to try to take credit for something he didn't even do and yeah. you know all, it all, all it all works out it's kind of this it's kind of this nice thing like you know the vi- episode ends with waller and miss mitchell watching uh, or listening to rfr together and i'm like i'm like kind of like touching hands a little bit kind of like Oh, just while Shady Lang sings a song about you and me, and which is me. by the way, it was exactly the same chord progression from like every other in the, song in the first episode when she like tries to do like open mic at Mickey's and it's like the danger to run from. Oh my you god, know? you're right. It's the same. <laughs> I thought That's you were gonna exactly. start singing that. It could have been. It's so funny though because Kim is like pissed off and she's like, oh, Waller can't do anything right. <laughs> 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 she's like still low-key a psycho she's like oh foiled again and then the, far you live to see another day and the very end of the episode it has lily and ray sharing a glance like a kind of a romantic glance yeah i feel like we we're gonna be seeing a lot of those yeah in the in the in the like coming kind of stretch of episodes i think you're right um yeah, that's kind of I don't know. It, it's just like a really well put together, like tight episode. There's not a lot of fat. I loved it. You know, it's like this was a really good episode to come after the shit one we had to cover before this. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. How that's... do you have such a terrible? How do you have such a boring episode, and then you get this? Yeah, I mean, I guess you can only think of so many situations to put these kids into. So I mean, I guess I commend them for that. Writing a sitcom might be harder than I think it is. Um, this. This works though. This is a really good episode. I think even like, even us talking about it now makes me realize how much I liked it more than when I was watching it. Yeah. Like I enjoyed it, but it's just like, yeah, there was like nothing that was really like boring or like unnecessary. It really worked. Um, there was of course a Planet Smasher song in this episode. Like uh, very early on, right? Yeah. Where they're the, like, let's play some music, and it was like just the ska, the trumpets, the. The song, the, the song is called All Men Fear Women. Interesting. So, That's, I mean, fitting, fitting for the episode. There you go. And there was another song by a band called The Red Hot Valentines, and the song is called okay. Wait for Summer. 
So some cool tracks, I guess, and honestly, a really solid episode. Like I would, I would probably put this on my long list of like go to RFR episodes. I thought it was pretty. Yeah, this solid. is definitely this would definitely get on to greatest hits season two for me. Yo, man, we should make. We should probably. We That's should make what our, the list. Is. We got to make our own like playlist. I'll get on that. We got to make our own like video playlist of the other person's videos. <laughs> yeah. Of the greatest hits season two. I think that's. That's only fair. Um, yeah. Any other any other thoughts on this episode before we had we move no, on? No, I the think next that's one? I think that's all I had. Uh, yeah, I no, I think it was a good good episode for everyone. A little agree. little bit of Waller, a little bit of Kim, a little bit of yeah, yeah, you, you kind of get the whole gang. Um, so yeah, let's move into the next. A little one. bit of fake smog, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and that guy looks so familiar. I might have to IMDb him. I feel like he's in some other. Do you? Me yeah. too. When I saw him in this episode, I was like, my first thought wasn't like that's fake smog. It was like, where do I know this guy from? But then I was kind of like, oh well, it is. It is he it's was also in a fake smog. Episode, but like, it's also fake smog. But I, I at first was like, is this a person that I? Yeah, I want to say he's from like like is he in like the girl next door or something like that or like or like some kind of comedy from that era. I don't know. I'll look it up. We'll dive into the next episode, but I'll okay. look it up. I'll intro this one here. Okay, so this next one is called Zen and the Art of Bicycle Maintenance. <laughs> and it's from season two, episode 208, premiered January 22nd, 2004. And it goes like this. After Robbie's bike is stolen, Ray will stop at nothing to catch the thief. Meanwhile, it's Travis's birthday and Lily is going to help him celebrate whether he wants to or not. Uh, this is actually also a really classic episode in my mind. I remember mm-hmm. this one quite vividly. Um, all like both A and B plots to me are like pretty like RFR centric. I would say like I remember this quite a bit. Um, and I I don't know. I think we're gonna have some. Well, there's gonna be some goodies to dissect in this one. But in the meantime, Jamie, did you find this man? All right, you might recognize him from. Uh oh. Life with Derek. Oh God. <laughs> He plays someone named Sheldon Schlepper. Yeah, that's that checks uh, that checks out. Um, he was on a show called Screech Owls. Yo, my that's that's what I'm thinking of. Yes, yeah, that's yes. what I. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> he was a, a a hockey. Yeah, he a was Canadian he, hockey teen drama sitcom. Best friends, big time adventure, mind boggling mystery. <sighs> Creature Owls. Wait, I thought it do was... I just, do I put it on the list? Do I just put it on the list? I thought it was hockey-centric. I think it is. Um, I could be totally wrong. The rest of the cover is too blurry for me to be able to read what the other tagline yeah, that's, is. That's uh, like yeah, that. it's... The Screech Owls are one of the great contenders of the Lapine Cup. They play hockey as amazing as they solve mysteries. Okay. That are occurring in the town of Timeric. Anyways. Timeric. Anyways. <laughs> so... There you go. Um, he was also in a guy. in a TV TV miniseries called I Was a Rat. Okay. Oh, he was in four episodes of In a Heartbeat. <gasps> oh, so okay. Well, In a Heartbeat, potentially a future episode. We've talked about the show many a time. Love In a Heartbeat. Um, and Screech Owls. Love it. Add it to the list. I would love to. If anyone, if anyone knows anything about Screech Owls or wants wants us to watch Screech Owls. Please let us know, because I remember that show. I do. If I'm being honest with you, it was kind of a show I didn't care about much, but I do remember. Right, but it existed. And I think 
I for sure recognize that kid from Screech Owls, but then also Life of Derek. Sheldon Schlepper sounds very familiar, actually. Yes, I agree. Like he, I think he was their school like nerdy guy. The way that Ed and Ted are the main nerdy guys here. That's kind of funny how he's like not really the nerdy guy. He's kind of like the pompous nerd. Like he's kind of like the he's kind of like a douche, I guess. Like I thought it's funny that he's very much like I think he literally is like the the like the not the anti-Travis, but like it's funny that he has an episode where he is like (laughs) right trying to be small because he's kind of because he's very much like what Travis could be. But he's not. And honestly, and even like Waller, even Waller even comes up behind him in Mickey's and thinks it's one of RFR because he's wearing headphones in a record shop. Shocking! But like when he comes up behind him, it looks like it could be Travis. So he's more like Bizarro like Travis. The- like he's he's just like that is exactly he is a Bizarro Travis. Okay, understood. Yeah, I'm yeah. Gl- I'm glad we discovered the mystery of uh, Screech Owls, and also yeah, also just really 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 quick. Um, in on the imdb for all these episodes it's always got like the four main characters and then there's always the a person who is named as robbie mcgrath voice interesting do you think do you what does that mean do you think that's for like the intro like at the beginning like oh like the way but it like it doesn't (sighs) include yeah that doesn't really make much sense maybe robbie i don't know it just like it i i was looking up this next episode actually and i because i was trying to find out the girl and she's actually not listed on the imdb oh both. um yeah yeah i could and i couldn't find her either she's <laughs> she exists she's missing beth is missing well let's but get anyways, into yeah but, i just like it's kind of weird that this guy that there's like this like voice anyways like, anyways i feel like imdb is just like kind of messy sometimes it like doesn't it, it's very helpful but it's like a little yeah. yeah it's oh it's like a wikipedia type thing you get shit wrong unfortunately but anyhow so this one is this one yeah like i said i think there's gonna be some fun little bits to look at here um it starts off with robbie rolling up to the studio with i guess a brand new bike but what ray says is he's had it for a while but doesn't bring it out because he's just like scared to scratch it is what robbie says he doesn't want to like wreck his brand new bike which honestly I can also kind of relate to Robbie's protection of his new bike where you buy something brand new but doesn't touch or look at it as I look at all yeah. my like sealed DVDs that I need but don't watch. Uh, <laughs> so I get it. Um, and the gang wishes happy birthday to Floyd the custodian. Which is wholesome. Which is hell. very wholesome. But I also like, I definitely, not so much in high school, but for sure in elementary school, like me and my elementary school custodian were buddies, like big time. Like, I yeah. feel like, I feel like there's something with, like with being like buddies with the, like the janitor or the custodian. I feel like that's a thing. I feel like the weird kids are usually friends with the janitor. <laughs> I mean, like one time I had, I will a, neither can confirm nor deny that one time. And I think it was grade eight my janitor had a barbecue on the roof of the school and like like four or five of us there made burgers on the roof of the school it was sick that's weird but also super cool honestly looking back at it it's like a little weird but at the same time it was so sick then like it was so cool i felt like king of the world (laughs) i'm pretty sure it was like two days before like the last day of grade eight or something like that so it was like oh something kind of that was like end a, of the year whatever a cool end of the year thing i guess and like going to high school right after so yeah. i didn't give a shit about what happened i guess i don't know anyway 
I got I, but I respect the custodian love. We should respect our custodians. Yeah. Uh, and of course, Amazing, yeah. but but of course, Travis does not acknowledge birthdays, which is the most Travis thing I've probably ever heard. Totally, not even a little bit shocking at all. Not even at all. Um, okay, and right off the bat, I have to mention in this episode in particular, they definitely look older now. Like the cast looks older. Do you think so? Big time, for sure. Puberty has hit. Puberty has hit, and I think like some time well not for Travis because he's already like 30 but um but (laughs) but I think yeah time's definitely passed in terms of like filming the show I would like argue to say maybe a whole year potentially I don't quite know but I definitely think okay yeah like I think they've began filming since the premiere of the show I would I would bet because it seems like they definitely like in my mind the way that like or like the age that the cast is at now is kind of how I think of them for the most part, except for like the very end, except when like, Trump, yeah. except when Robbie gets a very notable haircut. <laughs> very notable. And see, and Ray's hair is so long right now. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that his hair is, see, that's the funny thing. Travis has not changed. Not he, do, and he hair does is not. the same face is the same. He is not going through puberty because he's because been there, done adult. that. He's an adult. <laughs> he's an adult. <laughs> That's not good. Whereas the others are like teenagers and like still growing. Yeah, it's just. Uh, whereas Travis stopped growing clearly a long time ago. <laughs> oh, I was like going to say, I my kind of first comment in this episode when they're dealing like a whatever, Ray and Robbie and the bikes and everything. And I'm like, this episode makes me see them more like real teens and I really like it. It just like, I don't know, something about the vibe in the beginning is like right, right. a relatable teen moment of like riding your bike with your friends and like... Absolutely. I don't like, know. And it's just really, really good. There's kind of that like, I would say like, to be fair, yeah, like grade nine, like that checks out. Like there is that kind of like totally. time in grade nine where you really want it to go out and like... I don't know, bike to different places in your area a little bit farther. And like, you didn't necessarily, you didn't quite aspire to have a car yet. You just wanted to like hang with your friends and like go bike somewhere. Like just having that freedom at all was like amazing. And I, yeah, I could totally, I I agree. I I felt the same way. Like even when like later on Ray steals Robbie's bike with Lily so they can go to Mickey's and just the fact that they're yeah. like biking to Mickey's which to be fair we earlier found out they can run to Mickey's fairly quick um even the fact they can bike there that's like a nice that's a nice thing to do and there is kind of this like nice friendship like very close friendship that's building between Lily and Ray right now not that they weren't always close yeah. friends but you can tell things no, but are we're like just... a little different we've only had a couple episodes where we get like like uh, a few episodes where it's not romantic centric for Ray and Lily in some way or another. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. uh, we don't get a ton of episodes where like, where they are like paired off as like BFFs. That's that's no? a really good point. We actually don't get a lot of that. But <clears throat> what, what I do like about this episode is like, there's, there's a really pivotal moment right when uh, Lily and Ray get to Mickey's and they meet Beth and Beth is like, Oh my God, who like, is like, Ray Brennan actually knows my name. And oh my God, is she not like the most annoying person? Yeah, she's without a doubt the most annoying <laughs> she person. She shows up and I was like, oh God, we, like, I know this girl. Yeah, I kind of. I really like, we all know this girl. I kind of know exactly what you're talking about. And it's, <sighs> it's kind of funny. It's, it's honestly played off pretty well. And the actress who plays Beth does it, does that. Oh, does a fantastic job. Does that character really well. 
Um, but while they're chatting, like Lily's kind of joking, like, man, there's so many people that have a crush on you, not just Beth. And she's potentially about to confess her love. For right. Ray. She's like, was Lily literally going to take this one casual moment and be like, actually, uh, Ray, um, what? no, that's it. That's all she says. And then his phone rings with the Mexican hat dance. <laughs> right. Of course. <laughs> Which to be honest, I still find funny. And <laughs> like the, the thing with that though, is like, that's actually not super out of Lily's character. Cause like the True. last time she was going to confess her love to him right before he, Ray got with uh, Veronica. I try to remember her name. Uh, she was gonna go to Mickey's it was and just straight. She was also just, at Mickey's. Yeah. Wow. He was well, of course. Mm. Where else would he? Be? But he. She was <laughs> just gonna roll in there and tell him. Like, <clears throat> like Lily's. Mm-hmm. Lily's pretty straight up with that for the most part. She's not like. That's true. There's no. She's not. She's not messing around. She's, she's not got like, feelings. She's well. I mean, she's not telling him her feelings, but. But she's. She ain't gonna make no grand gesture. No, and she's definitely like put in some effort just her to timing's like, just a little questionable exactly that's that's kind of the issue with it but he gets interrupted yeah because ray's brother calls him and then it just doesn't happen and you know next thing you know are you wearing my, are you wearing my, my red shirt no i don't i don't have your red shirt that yeah. he's wearing it there's like a, there's like no a this weird... was his jeans. this time was his his jeans it was a nasty stain yeah like this time it was his jeans stain. which is like yeah. super I mean, the stealing clothes from your sibling, super relatable for me. I definitely stole my sister's clothes growing up. And yeah, I it, guess. like there was a point in time where my sister and I, we were like, like, we're only like two and a half years apart. There was a point in time where we like, she didn't want me to take her clothes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I, but I, because but you, I were, did. you were the lame sister for, for the record. Because I'm the lame younger sister. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it, we grew to the point when she then wanted to borrow my clothes and oh. became full circle so mm-hmm. yeah see there was like a weird uh, couple years there where my sister just kept giving me her jeans so i could wear them and it was it was really a different time then um <laughs> things have changed <laughs> i buy my own jeans now um i'm an adult I'm really proud of you uh <laughs> I'm, I'm not straight edge anymore but you know <laughs> in my in my heart i am uh, not straight edge not wearing your sister's jeans kyle it's like i i don't even know you anymore from when we were 14 <laughs> I'll wipe a tear. <laughs> Don't worry. 14-year-old what Kyle. What happened? 14-year-old Kyle's still in there somewhere. There's There's got to be like 1% of me, at least. I like, I mean, 14-year-old Jamie is in here somewhere, but like, like I push her pretty deep down. I don't need 14-year-old Jamie coming anywhere near 26-year-old Jamie. That's a good point. She I can, think she can. I don't know. Actually, I don't think I've seen 14-year-old Jamie in a while. So I don't know if that is a good thing for you or not. Good. Okay. I really hope you haven't seen her because... Like I hope you haven't seen twenty-five-year-old Jamie in a while. Right. Like, like I like. I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes I, I, I don't want it. you to ever have to see the 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 former versions of myself. I think I maybe peaked when I was fourteen, so it's just all been downhill from there. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> there is truly never there. Like as much as I like watching this show, it makes me. I mean, it makes me very nostalgic for high school and everything. I didn't have it like a similar high school experience really i mean like i had my group of friends i guess like my core honestly for a while they're my core four true maybe even till this to this to this day but like uh like i don't know it like whatever i didn't have the same experience as rfr but like there's no point like part of me like there's never a time where i'm just like you know i wish i could go back things were so much better like 
like me as a person and everything going on was like better at this time in my life because truly i think like i think things have only gotten better i i we could not agree for a while. like there was there was a for sure a low dip for a while too so like it could only get better from there well i, I think honestly but like i think that's natural though because i think as soon as you're out of high school there's those couple years where you're just like struggling to swim and you're just kind of like yep. fuck like high school was so nice and safe <laughs> everything was like okay what am i doing now like do i go to school how do i make money what's going on what's what's taxes yeah like I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm still like that to an extent. I don't know any of the answers there. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Like, at least now you're at least content with who you are and what you're doing. Like, for a couple yeah. years, everyone's kind of like, fuck, like, I wish I was 14. Like, shit was easier when I was 14. Right, now like, I'm absolutely oh, with you. When I look back on that, I'm like, good God, I'm not 14 anymore. Like, you know, everything post Nexopia has been a little bit downhill. But at the same time, like. You're not. You're. That's so true. Like. <laughs> But we that, can pinpoint when things really took a took a turn and that was when nexopia stopped being a blogging have we talked uh, about nexopia on the show we must have we have brought up nexopia but i don't think we've ever like delved in because it's yeah i don't know it's fairly, a, like, it's fairly a, like, niche it's fairly niche for those who are listening and aren't from canada because i think honestly it's a pretty canadian or like thing. or like very uh <laughs> Three northern provinces. america oh yeah 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 Nexopia was a social media website in like the early 2000s, early to late 2000s. Um, kind of kind of similar to like what would you what would you compare it to? Like kind of like MySpace, I guess. Well, like the thing is, it kind of it, it kind of was laid out as like a dating website. Like you don't not your profile was laid out as though it was setting you up to date people, but right. nothing else yeah. was like that. Well, but you could. It was weird just because. Yeah, I guess it kind of you're right. It, I wasn't really like labeled as a dating website, but you're right. It was kind yeah. of low key a dating website. <laughs> like, yeah, like it could have been because it was more personal than Facebook, which like doesn't that doesn't sound like it makes sense. But it like you made your profile with your like, no, that totally six makes sense to 10 pictures. And you put like your name and like your age, your orientation, where you're from, yeah. like your hobbies. Like it just was very like, it was actually, you know, I like think- it just. I think it's kind of like MySpace, actually, but it was really, um, yeah, it was, you're right. It was really focused on like the person and the profile. I don't know. To be honest, it wasn't anything like super different. It was just like what we all used. It wasn't anything special, I guess. And it was all about the blogs. Everybody had their own blog, which was kind of sick. Yeah. Anyways, we were, me and Jamie here, we were quite into Nexopia, like for at least two, three years, I would say. Like took up most of. I would our- say Nexopia existed in my life from like 2008, which is like later than you. I think you and Maggie maybe had it earlier. You definitely had it earlier than I did, but like I think grade uh, eight. Not I think like the me. end of grade eight or something like that. So probably not much. Okay, yeah, not much too. earlier. I don't think. And then yeah, it's until probably 2010. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to remember. Like it just kind of died out. Like. I, for, I'm I, trying to think if my if my Nexopia days ever crossed over with my Tumblr days because my Tumblr days started in like 2011 ish. Oh, well, I kind of remember Tumblr like I remember trying to get everyone to use Tumblr, but no one wanted to follow me. Like it, I do remember do that you remember actually, this? and then like yeah, because I made one because of that. Didn't get it, couldn't understand it. So then like a year later, I dove in again and actually like yeah figured it out actually you know what i do i do remember that now that i think about it like i would say like the niche of nexopia was basically taken over by tumblr i would say not that they're even like the same type of website 
Tumblr is way different actually, but I would say like the kinds of kids that were on Nexopia eventually moved to Tumblr. Like Became Tumblr kids. You're seeing kids, alternative leaning kids, yeah. whatever you want to say, yeah. like absolutely. But I don't know. I, I thought I look back and like like watching stuff like RFR, like this is pre like even MySpace really. Um well yeah. I guess like maybe the beginning of MySpace, I suppose, but like, but they weren't on MySpace. No, they were. They were not on MySpace. Although they might have had a, like a. I think there was like a MySpace. Eventually, if we were able, promotion. if we were able to see, if we were able to see RFR in the later grades of high school, I'm sure MySpace would have come in. It does bring back all these things, though. Absolutely. Like, yeah, watching this stuff. I'm feeling real nostalgic after these episodes. Because you bring up a good point, though. Like, I don't really. I can't think of another show that really makes me remember high school like rfr is the only one that kind of does because like if i watch like the oc like the oc is not like it's more like no. just straight <laughs> drama and they happen to be in high school degrassi too it's kind of like that like the that version of high school is very unrealistic and i guess kind of realistic to some extent like it kind of gets away with both but it's like too too real like it it tries to put too much realist realistic exactly. stuff into yeah. Whereas like RFR takes a pretty like subdued approach where it's just kind of about these like average characters who aren't necessarily super special. Like even Lily, like sure she's a musician, but she's like not that good. <laughs> and people just respect the fact no, that yeah, she's super average. And so I don't know, it kind of works that way. I, th- I think like I, we've definitely brought this up already, like in the first episode, I think that's like the type of reason, like why we connect with this show, because it's like, just, it's, it's just pretty wholesome. Like it's not really trying to like push like, any kind of like negativity or like over like overly like fake positive like feelings towards like the viewer and and it does a really good job of that like even even this episode where like ray is like <laughs> i don't know like ha- creates this like bike scheme to find a bike thief like it's really <laughs> just kind of it's just playful like it's not really trying to push any kind of agenda down your throat <laughs> i don't know like things like yeah. that kind of make the show work Obviously, that might not be for everyone. Like, people might connect more with, like, more serious topics. And, I mean, that's totally fair. We like shows like that, too. But this show works in that way. Like, I don't know. For me, this episode Mm -hmm. was just kind of, like, I wouldn't say it's quite as good as, like, the episodes where they really dwell on those, like, radio plays. You know, those we were talking about that last episode where, like, they kind of break into these, like, segments on air. This episode kind of reminded me of something like that where, like, Ray has this, like, kind of specific plot like this like scheme that he's doing where he's like basically playing Mm -hmm. like csi um and i kind of liked it like i thought it worked pretty well and i definitely definitely Mm -hmm. remember i I definitely remember like um beth as a character for sure until she showed up i did not remember her and then as soon as she did i was like oh sure yeah yeah. bitch yeah i'm in i'm in i'm in the same league like when she showed up i was like oh my god yes of course and immediately like i don't know there's some funny things in this episode too like the fact that apparently we're still like stuck in pronto's craw that's still a segment that they do on rfr i guess <laughs> i i noticed that i'm like oh okay oh we're doing this again okay and and then he <laughs> then ray like decides to or pronto sorry decides to call take line number 17 where he talks as ray <laughs> online uh yeah ray calls in and which they're all like, Ray, what are you doing? He literally calls in, but like, he doesn't call in. He literally, they just like change his voice and he is just talking into his microphone. He's like, hey, this is Ray Brennan here. See, that's what I was thinking. uh, I'm going to, I'm going to start, 
uh, th- what was it called? The bike. I couldn't remember. Huh. I could not tell you. It was. It was. I didn't. I didn't get it. I don't know. I didn't get it. It was like a yeah. You're so, right. It was like a whatever. weird. <laughs> it was like a weird code name. But come on, yeah, like Ray Brennan, like s- sounding so suspiciously like uh, Pronto on our RFR. Pronto. But the thing, like they showed the little, the little machine. Like, did they alter his voice? I don't I know. know. I mean, I guess at this I point, don't know. <clears throat> I guess at this point, it's like maybe we're just. Are we being those nitpickers? I guess maybe we are. I don't. We know. are. But we like are. at the same time, I would like. I want some answers. Give me some answers, Travis. Um. Another great thing about this episode is we get Travis doing a landscape photo on his <clears throat> phone again, which we haven't had in oh, a while. I, I love it. I love it. He's like, oh, Lily, right now, you look so something. I don't know. And she's just like, oh, man, I don't look good right now, which is like typical. Uh, like typical. <laughs> like that's relatable. I mean. Um, <laughs> Sorry. And, so and for like, the record, typic- you are Lily and that's typical. Is this what you're saying? <laughs> That is what I'm saying. I'm okay. saying typical of her to not want the picture, but also typical of me getting I'm, pictures taken. <laughs> all right. I'm getting a little Sorry, confused. Sorry, does that not make sense? I'm getting confused, okay, but I'm also... So anyways... I'm into it. I got a little... I got distracted because I uh, remember, like, in my notes, I'm like, just capital letters, Lillian Travis, because this is the beginning, or <laughs> what feels like the beginning of, of the love triangle, which is like, I... I I, won't, I can't get too deeply into this because it's in the next batch of episodes that we're going to watch. But, like, I even... I was so pro Lillian Travis when I was watching this as a kid. Really? And, I mean, like, does that come from me being so pro Travis? Probably. Because, like, watching right. it now, I do not feel that way. I do not feel like, oh, my God, I will. I want them to get together. Like, I don't feel like that. But, like, I'm reminded about how I felt when I was the kid and like I'm just really excited actually to watch it again because it's just such like a oh shit where did this come from no because like because that's the thing Lily has always been a very good friend to Travis in this show absolutely and like they've all been good friends other than other than Ray but like she's definitely like anytime there's she's gone out of her way to be a good friend to him like multiple times for sure exactly exactly so anyways i just lily and travis when i was first watching this i was not pro i was definitely not into travis and lily i wanted i wanted lily and ray to get together for sure i because i think as a i guess because as much as i like travis i always just it just never felt right to me i felt like it was plot convenience Mm -hmm. i just wanted to I exactly like, totally i and watching it now i feel that way but now that i'm like older and wiser right? it honestly might I'm like not pushing people together <laughs> it honestly might change though because they do have they do kind of have chemistry like not in the totally, next episode but... i think we'll we'll see it more in like the coming episodes yeah yeah um, like they when they're really pushing it it does so it's gonna happen without a doubt like you have lily planning this birthday party <laughs> for travis which like yeah, like let's. Yeah, man, they really have re- really great chemistry, but she's also f- stupid. Like she's like, uh, oh, we're gonna throw Travis a birthday party. He says he doesn't like birthdays. Screw it. Oh, sorry. They figure out they figure out that it's his birthday because Lily, he makes a comment about his passport photo looking like a mugshot or something, and right, she's right. like, his ha- he has his passport with him because that's smart. Okay, <laughs> yeah. that's his only form of ID. I guess he's fourteen. Um, Honestly, I don't and, blame him. I used to bring my passport to the movie theater so I could get into 14A movies. 
That's adorable, Kyle. <laughs> so, um, but she like grabs his passport and is like, "Oh my god, Travis, your birthday is tomorrow." Of course it is. Like amazing. And and he he gets really like pretty defensive about it and it's just like, "I told you I don't I don't celebrate birthdays." And then like leaves. So Lily's grand idea is I'd better throw him a surprise party. That's what I have to do here. And it's like, man, Lily, read the room. Like he's, he doesn't want that. I mean, I, I mean, I can't really <laughs> judge. Cause honestly, for one thing, I love birthdays. I'm a, I like birthdays. Yeah. And for, mm-hmm. I've actually been in Lily's situation before. Big time. I once planned yeah. a party like this and it kind of went the same way. Like me, for and, who? me and a couple friends in high school, uh, planned a party for my friend Sarah, which I don't know if you've ever met my friend Sarah. Probably not, but she a bit more of an introvert, uh, and we still just wanted to throw her a birthday party because we thought, why not? And I think we definitely had more fun planning her a birthday party than she would have ever had fun uh, ha- or would have ever had as much of a good time enjoying the party. And we got her mom in on right. it. We like. There's a whole group oh of us. God. We got our mom in on it. Like we had uh, snacks and a cake and balloons all set up in wow. like in her basement. And she in her basement. <laughs> in her basement. And so she comes home and we're all hiding. It's me and my friend Mackenzie, kind of the one the masterminds behind this. And she I'm comes, shocked. Yeah, I know. And she comes home, opens the door, and the lights are off, and she oh, turns the lights on and she sees all of us and we yell surprise and she just goes what the fuck? And closes the door. <laughs> Great. And it's, That's what your reaction you want. And it's all just immediate. We're all immediately like, uh-oh. But at the same time, we were like, kind of expecting it. Kind of like, oh, Sarah. <laughs> like, it, Classic. Ev- it ended up being like a really like good, like fun time, all things considered. <clears throat> but mm-hmm. it was definitely as awkward as could possibly be for like a solid right. like 15, 20 minutes. I'll never forget her just yeah. like opening the door looking like, what? Like, no, please, no. Uh, yeah, pretty hilarious. Honestly, so, good stuff. Shout out, Sarah. Um, my experience with a surprise party in high school, which, Kyle, you were at. I... Do I remember? Was the... In grade nine, uh, I had a surprise 15th birthday thrown for me by our good friend Maggie. I forgot about this. <laughs> that, <laughs> that she and I planned yes. when we were in Ireland a month earlier. We're like, I think it's like, man, we're like, we should, we should have a birthday party for you. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And she's like, oh my God, we should have a surprise birthday party for you. And I'm like, yo, yeah, let's do it. So like, I... She and I planned my surprise birthday party and like Right. Yeah. I... Like she invited this group of friends to her basement for uh for my birthday. Uh and then <laughs> which was honestly, I'm not gonna lie, it was pretty great for me because I'm at school. I'm in yeah, at, at in high school, and like I know that my friends that I hang out with at lunch every day have been invited to this party that they can't say anything about it to me. Right, right. And it was just kind of funny because they'd, they'd be like, Jamie, what are you, uh, you going to do for your birthday? And I'm like, ah, I'm just going like, to hang with my parents. Like, I don't know, like, uh, maybe, maybe, I think Maggie and I are going to go see a movie. And they're all like, oh, okay, yeah. Sounds fun. And, like, one guy even was like, oh, yeah, Jamie, well, you're, well, Jamie's coming Friday. And then I was like, coming where? And then literally, like, they're, like, the group, they were like, dude, 
Shut like up. they were the full and he's like, oh uh, and like <laughs> i i don't even think you recovered it but i in my head i was like sick <laughs> <laughs> so anyways I then yeah went. Maggie had all these people over, and I. Think, I, uh, I think I honestly, I Maggie knew, and I were. I think I knew about this. Did you know that I knew? Yeah, and I. You in, may have known. In my head, I don't even remember that being a surprise party. Like I just remember it was your birthday party. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely was a surprise party. So I, uh, my other our other friend Sarah, came and grabbed me from my house and was like, "Yeah, we're gonna go see a movie." And like I was kind of <laughs> Maggie and I were fighting. Classic. It was a whole thing, but we were fighting that weekend. But like, this was already all in place. So, so I was like, Sarah, I don't even, I don't want to go see a movie with Maggie. Actually, like, I don't want to, I don't want to do it. And wow. I just like, I made it really hard for her because I'm an asshole, I guess. But I was also like, it was a, it was a weird time. But anyway, she's like, no, like, 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 let's just go, let's go hang out at her house for a bit, and then like, we'll like go from there. And I'm just like, oh, fine. And like, Maggie lived on the same street as me, so we just walk down the street, and I like. <laughs> so difficult to do we go so so tough and we head down downstairs and like as soon as we go downstairs i'm like why is it so hot down here <laughs> all these, and then they turn all the these lights sweaty on breathing, all these sweaty breathing literally teenagers. and i was like oh my god and i like i don't, I don't think i cried or anything but yeah well, that was my surprise party experience i i did not react the same way as travis i kind of wish you did that would have been hilarious I could see, especially if I knew about it. Imagine if I knew, so much showed up, and was like, I forgot. I honestly totally forgot about that whole fact of it. In my head, you were just—it was just a party for you. I was pretty like deaf that oh. back then. Like I kind of like wasn't really in tune to what was going on a lot of the time. <laughs> I was just there. <laughs> I I specifically remember walking to the park with this large group of friends and going, "Hey, we should all get a picture together." Kyle, you don't go to our school. Can you take this picture? Classic. Yeah, that's um. That's that that's happened. how it went. Yeah, I was fine with it. I was just happy to be make friends, you know. Talk. You didn't want to be in a picture with those people, anyways. <sighs> no, probably not. <laughs> we got a few though. I'm sure. Did <laughs> I? Sure. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it was a different time. <laughs> Honestly, maybe Travis was right. Maybe surprise parties fucking suck. Like these things are a little. Oh man, right? They're kind maybe, of a mess. Maybe Travis was right all along. Maybe got to take so. a hit. <laughs> anyways, back to this episode. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> So in in this having this surprise party for Travis at Mickey's, as one does, um, Ray and Beth uh, have this whole setup for um, to like catch the bike thief. So she offers to leave her bike unlocked outside of Mickey's, and they're keeping an eye so that like if someone takes it, haha, they are there. Right. And um, that's that's what's happening there. So Travis appears surprise and he's like i told you i didn't like birthdays or i told you i don't celebrate birthdays and like just super like emo about it he's and then not he, like, into it like dramatically walks away and they're like oh no and he made some kind of hand signal that i didn't really get but it was like i don't know like a Very weird travis. salute I, I, or like goodbye it was a weird like salute thing i don't know and like and then they're like huh, classic randall party because apparently lily throws <laughs> terrible parties or at least <laughs> she can't throw a party to save her life <laughs> And uh, meanwhile, um, Beth's bike gets stolen, and they don't notice. Yeah. So they still don't catch the thief. So, yeah, because the, right, so. the whole idea was that Beth was going to, like, sacrifice her bike so that they can know who the bike thief was. Yeah. Because they have found out that someone is stealing bikes throughout Roscoe. It's not just Robbie's bike that was stolen. And, yeah, and at this point, Ray is in full, like, CSI mode trying to find 
you know, yeah. who steals all these bikes. And then eventually he discovers that it is, in fact, Beth, who really just wanted to get to know Ray and be mm. around Ray. And which is absolutely the way to do it. Which is definitely the best way to do it. Yeah. Kind of like when I mean, she tried to steal his heart <laughs> by stealing bikes. Ah, beautiful. Kind of like the time Lily thought the best way to break up with uh, your girlfriend would be to cheat on your girlfriend. Or at least sometimes the show is really sound advice. <laughs> Um, oh my god yeah i, I guess Youth, I, tell ya. I gotta say though like uh beth getting caught red-handed was probably the highlight of this episode i really enjoyed that part like when ray is like revealing like doing his like i don't even know like what show would that be similar to where he's like revealing all the parts like kind of like a scooby-doo-esque like oh, yeah. breaking breaking down the scene like talking about how oh i knew it all along you know i found out when you know this bike went missing and then next thing you know you just slipped out of the room right when Travis was about to come in and your bike was gone out of nowhere. <sighs> and then he outs her right on the radio, right on air. And mm-hmm. it's actually kind of sad because like Beth is like explaining why she's doing it and she just likes him. But then her like reputation kind of gets ruined yeah. and everybody like. <laughs> Which like, okay, what reputation? I guess. What reputation? I don't know. She I, was already annoying. It just felt a little. Like, tra- this felt is a little- just like. That's a little traumatic. Now it'll be like a cool story to tell later. Well, she'll be like, yeah, man, I tried to, I tried to get with a guy by stealing bikes. <laughs> Aren't kids dumb? Like, it's fine. She'll get over it. I guess. And it kind of wraps up nicely though, because Robbie eventually on air says that Ray always comes through for a friend, which I found to be heartwarming Aww. because, well, I don't know if he mentioned this, but Ray stole Robbie's bike and lost it, which is hilarious. <laughs> and, which is um, such a Ray move. Like, so yeah and then that's how it works and ray does this thing where he calls robbie qm on air which i don't know if i've ever heard that before i don't know if he's ever called question Not mark QM, but i kind of liked that um <laughs> and then we get it i don't know like at this point though lily decides to make it up to travis and she sings a nice little birthday song for him one-on-one okay <laughs> this was sensual he comes down into the r of our studio she's got a shit ton of candles lit and like this is like okay in shows i had that this was like a running joke between um me and my ex actually where in shows they always would like and this is just like a bunch of shows that we watched at the time but like there would always be like a ton of candles lit when, like, something steamy was going to happen. Like, literally, like, full on, like, when people were going to oh. hook up on the show. For whatever reason, there'd be candles lit all over the room. And it's, like, this, like, you knew it was going to happen because there's all these candles lit. So, like... Right. It's it's, it's So, like, like, when this... Every I don't show, know, it's kind every of show a, is just setting up the stage. Like, if you see those candles, you know something's yeah, about to go down. Pretty much. So, like... So, Travis... Lily makes up, makes up the birthday to Travis by... He comes down to the studio and she has all these candles lit and it's just her with her guitar. And, like, she she's like i'm sorry for not listening to you but like his whole his whole thing was that he doesn't celebrate birthdays and he doesn't do birthday parties it's because every birthday party he's ever had is all these people he doesn't know that his like mom invited and before he even gets a chance to get to know any of the people they've moved right which is like i feel like that's like a like that is i've heard that story on many shows of like kids who move around a lot i feel like it was the same i, I don't know they, there's just there's a lot of stories that's like that. so definitely a trope she's like sure. she's like Totally. So she's like, I'm sorry, I didn't like listen to you, whatever. I don't know where you'll be for your next birthday, but like, just like, I know we will always be friends or like something really sappy like that. And then she plays a little birthday song for him. But I was just like, is she about to take her clothes off? Like, this is like a weird, 
this is like this is like more than like what a friend would do. Like I like the like had she done this yeah. without the candles, I would have been like that's friendly. I have to but the admit, fact that I... she literally had like a bunch of candles lit behind her. I was just like okay. That okay, sure. I mean, when you put it like that, I I totally see what you're saying, but I have to be honest, I didn't really even notice that when I was watching it. I just thought I was kind of like I don't know. I feel like those mm. two are always kind of being sappy around each other. But you're right, the candles well. do make it like a little too sensual. It's like a little every, bit. Yeah. It's just it's just like a little more like like if she did that to Ray, they would absolutely have been making out at That's the end. That's a good point. That's a really good point. If she did that to Robbie, we'd have a flashback to that early episode where he's like, I think Lily likes me. Oh, man. I guess no, that's all I'm saying. I guess it's I guess the only way that it's not weird is that they didn't make out. I guess that's the only reason why it's not weird. But you're right. Otherwise, it's it's a little strange. Um, and yeah. he's just really happy. I think Travis said it's the best birthday party he's ever been to. And um, is it? Ooh, wait, I think it's in the song she's talking about. She mentions. Yeah, she mentions Alberta. <laughs> so that was kind of weird. Yeah, she said something about it. And I was like, mm, okay. yeah. So I guess New Jersey, you mean you could talk about Alberta if you knew about it. I feel like not many New Jerseyans know about the province of Alberta, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. She like name shops that and I'm like, their show tries, like the show tries so hard to not be Canadian, like to not take place in Canada, but. Oh, it's. I have something. It struggles. Let's, let's, let's cap off and dive into the next episode because I'm going to bring that up. Okay. Sounds good. Um. Honestly, anything else to say about this episode? I know we went on some crazy tangents with this one, but I have to be honest. I really liked this episode like as a whole. Like I, mm-hmm. I really like the the bike thief thing. I think that's hilarious. I like Beth. Um, I think the birthday party thing is really funny. Honestly, for me, this was like a really good episode. I thought it was pretty solid. What about you? I really enjoyed it, too. Like, I yeah, the bike thief thing was like, I don't know. It was it was like funny. It was like kind of weird, but um, yeah. but, like it was a good story. Like. Yeah, yeah, I think it works. I think all the par- all the kind of like moving parts for a good RFR episode are there. Um, we did have totally. a song called "Ride the Bullet" by a band called Antonia, which I've never heard of before. But there's there's that. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Should we move on to our last episode for today? Let's dive in. Okay, so this one is. Do you want called- me to? I can I can read this one out. Yeah, give, I got it. Give us My the turn. deets on the boxer. So the boxer episode, uh, episode nine of season two. Premiered January 30th of 2004. Principal Waller is the substitute teacher for Ray and Travis's history class. And Travis intends to embarrass Waller's lack of history knowledge about the Boxer Rebellion. In an effort to help Kim, Robbie comes up with a new way to sell the unpopular Cougar calendars. Kind of a funny one. This one, um, I, I wouldn't quite call it a throwaway episode, but it has the qualities to be a throwaway episode. Yeah. To be honest, it, it's like, yeah, I agree. I like enjoyed it, and like I liked the Robbie and Kim interaction. Totally, absolutely, yeah. But like, but yeah, the rest of it. I find anything that has to do with like an actual class in school, yeah, means nothing to me. Like, I, I just don't care. Whenever it revolves around actual, like, like, and like school stuff, fine. But when it's like revolving around an actual class, I'm just like, all right, yeah. like, okay, like here's the time, your assignment, and like, now this is. Yeah. Like when El- uh, when Lily was trying to study for her science class learn, or physics class, learn physics, who, yeah. Who cares? Mm-hmm. It was kind who of cares? A, kind of a funny bit. I guess Ed and Ted were kind of funny, but I don't know. So this, I don't know the. I guess the A plot here is like definitely Principal Waller being a substitute teacher for Ray and Travis, which apparently they have history together. Which I will take note of that because I feel like that won't make sense in the future. 
but um Ray and Travis they got a whole lot of history I guess they really don't (laughs) and like I'm gonna quote one direction actually oh my god uh although I do like uh Travis's great take of uh Columbus couldn't have discovered America when there was already people there (laughs) I also wrote that down and I was like yo he's woke as hell that's a great take I shout out Travis on that one (laughs) And um, this was like, honestly, even though clearly this has been a take, like, I mean, this is just how it is. But this was, again, this is now 2004. Yeah. And I just feel like people, pretty, you know. Pretty forward thinking. I mean, admittedly, I, I wasn't thinking that way in high school all, all, all as well as I should have. So shout out to Travis. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that was sick. And then, yeah, this is the episode where one of their classmates in the history class is, yeah, that guy that Lily went on a date with once. And I think also was a and basketball or the uh, basketball player from from when ray was on cougar radio briefly as a sports announcer a great a great so hey moment in rfr history um yeah, yeah i don't know travis is kind of basically just being that like a knowing know-it-all kid in class and it, he's known yeah, for I put that travis, is, travis really is being that guy huh he really really is uh He's kind of owning it, to be fair. He, yeah. He's and I mean I don't know. It's like I'm trying to like obvious. Like obviously I'm gonna like defend my boy Travi. It's like it sounds like he goes into it as something that he's clearly like passionate about, and to have the teacher yeah not doing yeah. it justice is like frustrating, right? Like I can totally see that. Like I I don't. It reminds me. This is this is maybe a hot take. A hot take, but this kind of like it reminds me of like going to Catholic school and in like Christian ethics class having like getting in arguments with the teacher about things that I like didn't agree with where it's like, sure. Yeah. It doesn't change anything, but it's like, you're, you're like, you don't like that. Like this person who is supposed to be teaching you doesn't get be it. furthering your education. Isn't like, yeah, is yeah. like, doesn't get it. So it's, it's, you know, so it's kind of like, but, but at the same time, like if I had someone like Travis in my class who wasn't Travis, because like, hello, I would be pissed. Like, I'd be like, can you just like shut the fuck up and let us just like read the textbook. I don't care. Well, it's, <sighs> It's kind of both their faults, in my opinion, because like Travis is like he's just controlling the class. Like, while if you're yeah. while there's just being a shitty teacher, he should be able to just be like, okay, thanks, Travis, but like, can you please like let me teach the class? Like, if you have these thoughts, we can talk about it after class. You don't have to be calling me yeah. out constantly. Like, there's ways to go about it, and he just doesn't know how to do it. Which, yeah, fair enough. I mean, I don't know. I think this is like an interesting point of view now only now that i'm older like in high school i definitely can understand like travis's point of view on this uh but like as an Mm -hmm. adult you have to realize that like unfortunately your teachers are like history teachers uh phys ed teachers english teachers math teachers all at once a lot of the time yeah exactly totally can't can't expect them to know everything and in this case like principal this is the principal coming in literally a this is even like a substitute like this is like this is like a like even like lower than a substitute he's because like, administrative like he, is, staff. he probably hasn't taught a class in years yeah it's a it's a little funny i guess i don't know but he does kind of get his comeuppets in that way so yeah we have travis basically explaining like some deep chinese history to <laughs> to uh which to be, to be fair like did he was he not like I think he lived in china did he not just he just lived in in hong kong yeah he lived in hong kong like i don't know i feel i I feel like Travis having like being passionate about Chinese history is like super fair. It makes sense, but I still think he kind of comes off a little pompous, and he but he does totally. kind of he does kind of get it what he deserves. Uh, and then meanwhile, yeah. 
we have kind of Robbie and Kim back yeah. at it because Kim is trying to sell these Cougar Radio calendars so that she Could can... Can you imagine hanging up a calendar with fucking Waller and Kim, like, in a picture together? Can you imagine hanging that anywhere? Well, now, yes. Come on. Like, it, it doesn't even look like it's got, like, the sports teams or anything in it. It literally just looks like it's a Cougar Radio calendar of just, like, Kim and Waller doing, like, different things. I don't even know. Like, it's... Like, come on. Like, I don't know, yeah, in what world they can think that this is what, like, the average student wants. It kind of doesn't make any sense, and therefore they do not yeah. sell well. But apparently Kim wants a transmitter radio so she can tell the real stories, which I couldn't tell if she was lying or not. Part of me thinks she's lying to Robbie. I can but... never tell if she's lying. I, I, like, I made that point here where I'm like, Kim is... Kim's tough oh, to time. read because... Because she is, she'll be really soft, but also like just wildly manipulative. Yeah, yeah. And I can't tell what's real. It's a little difficult. I can't. Like, like, I, I, and like I, Robbie fully falls for it, and like he he admits to falling for it, being like, "Damn, she's good." But it's like, what is the real? Like, does she just know? Does she just know how to manipulate? Like, is that soft side just part of the manipulation? I guess so. Like, I don't know. I think. She just kind of, like, thrives in it. I think that's, like, her go-to, unfortunately. Even if it's for people she cares about, like, Robbie to some extent. Yeah. And I don't know. I I couldn't tell if, like, as the episode was, like, beginning and progressing, if it was going to be this kind of, like, oh, Kim, like, backstabs Robbie type thing. But it ended up kind of being Robbie backstabbing her, sort of. And that kind of made the episode actually a little bit interesting. For a a good cause. Yeah. Like, he, again, had good intentions. Kind of like a stupid kid thing. Yeah. I don't know. You could tell, though, that Robbie is truly in love with her if he's already, like, selling calendars yeah. and, like, doing some bullshit. Oh, my God. Like, that was, like, we haven't had much progression other than, like, the odd, like, mention of Kim. Oh, yeah. From Robbie. But, like, holy shit, this episode, it's, like, they almost, like, like, he thinks they're going to make out in the Cougar Radio booth. Like, uh, well, to be fair, I don't, wow. I don't know what Robbie actually thinks. Like, I don't think he knows what he's doing totally. Like, he's sure. just kind of going with his heart, I guess. And he's, Which, like... Total 14-year-old boy. Which, yeah, it is fair, I guess. And I don't know. I kind of like that plot going. And then, yeah, meanwhile, Travis is, still, Travis is still giving Waller a hard time. Like, at one point, he's trying to ask him questions that Waller just can't even answer. So <laughs> Waller ditches class so that he can basically listen to, like, the you wouldn't steal a car music as he Googles something about, like, he Googles, <laughs> he Googles the answer. <laughs> and then he reads it on, a, like, a Post-it note, and everyone knows he's just bullshitting. It's... It's actually kind of hilarious. Like wild, oh. wild times when you think about teachers having to like, yeah, I'll have to go look that up after class. To be fair, because though. Because I don't have a computer in the room. It gets so funny, though, because like, yeah, okay, this was 16 years ago. So like, I guess it's fair. But like, I kind of remember that. Like now, like now that's ridiculous to me. But like, totally. Like even in like, even in like elementary school, like that just wasn't really a thing. I don't know. Yeah. But even like even like smart boards and stuff like smart boards didn't really become a thing till we were like like I remember there were some classrooms who had them when I was in high school yeah, yeah. but not every classroom so it was like it was like coming and like now I believe every classroom well here we were actually pretty lucky I remember in grade eight we got a smart board in my elementary school but my teacher had no idea how to use it so it might have well not of course bit. which was the case with a yeah that was the case with a lot of teachers might as well what, like just need, didn't even need to be there like I think we watched YouTube on it once or twice but like that was the extent yeah <laughs> um 
that's fair. It was a glorified projector, but nonetheless. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, the A and B plots kind of rolling on here this episode are kind of funny because, for one thing, like, Robbie trying to sell these calendars is really cute, actually. Like, the fact that he's trying to do this just for Kib is, is pretty funny. Can you imagine, like, this little, like, I mean, Ed and Ted are trying to sell calendars and, like, they're being really aggressive about it and doing a terrible job. Uh, but, like, Robbie's, like, just walking around with this, like, stock of calendars in his hands. He's like, you want to buy a Cougar Radio calendar? <laughs> yeah. Do, do you want to buy a Cougar? It's like, he like he doesn't want to do it, but he's also, he's still trying, and it's just like, aw. I bet if people are literally calling him, like, a loser and telling him to get a life right to his face, like, <laughs> just like, it's like, he's literally working the worst job. He's just like, you see, you see him, he's just dead in the eyes. He's like, do you want to buy this calendar? He, he doesn't nah, even, I, don't, I didn't think you did. He doesn't even know what he's doing. He doesn't even know what, he, like, what he's, like, trying to get out of this. Like, does he think Kim's gonna like him now? Like, it's so weird yeah will this be reason enough to to be together like i don't know it's it is cute though i don't know yeah and i guess going back to the a plot like at this point travis kind of gets in trouble with waller because he's kind of rightfully so he just kind of took it he took like his shtick a little too far with like kind of controlling the class However, there is kind of this weird montage where, like, at one point, Travis is, like, eating Chinese takeout and Waller has Chinese finger traps stuck between his fingers. It's, like, they just, like, looked up the two, like, Chinese things that they could think of. Yeah. It's, like, but they're, like, the least Chinese things. Yeah. Sounds like the RFR writers also didn't do their homework. Yeah. Just like Waller. Kind of, kind of funny. And then it culminates in this, like, segment of Waller and uh, Travis, Travis. Trying, trying to make amends. I guess, and, like, get on the same page where, yeah, Travis does some sort of historical reenactment, which I'm not sure if it's, like, a good look or not. It's, like, a little questionable. I mean, I guess it's informative. Well, and, like, and it, the whole class starts going, cuckoo, cuckoo, and it's, oh like... Oh, my God. That was that so That would weird. not fly, like, in school. No. Not even... I don't, not, think I, mean, it, even, I don't think it would have flied then. Even if the teacher... Right, even if the teacher is being shady, too, it's not like they would be like, eh, good one, guys. Like, they would also be like, hey. That's enough. Please Knock stop. it off. Like, that's, yeah, like, that's really rude. Well, I made note here. This, again, is another example of teenagers scaring me again. Like, I'm starting to feel my age right now. Yeah. Like, teenagers are oh, scary. Man. <laughs> they sure do scare the living shit out of all of us, huh? Yeah, and, like, yeah. Th- this, so. this part of the thing is kind of wraps up, like, because essentially... Travis tries to teach the class with like his methods, I guess, like him with his knowledge of the topic at hand. Yeah. And he realizes that it's not so easy. And then he has to come together with right. Waller to teach the class. And I don't know. Yeah. It's okay. It, it works. To me, the other part is far more interesting where <laughs> Robbie. I think, yeah. I think like Robbie, I feel like, sorry, I think like Travis and Waller arguably have the same amount of respect from the students. Like, that's in exactly general. Like, like even even outside of the class, like I feel like people do not like like not don't like Travis, but like they don't take him seriously because he's such a weirdo to them. Totally, like you know? Ray. Like he's such Audrey. I'm a weirdo. Ugh. Oh yeah, where's Audrey? Where's his girlfriend? <laughs> I don't want to talk about. It. I like <laughs> the whole time I've just been like, we're literally gonna dive into the to the love triangle where he like. Is still with her, but like she has not appeared. Yeah. They probably haven't even hung out since. It's high school, though. To be fair, that kind of makes sense. Sometimes you have a girlfriend, sure, and you like, don't see her for a month. Yeah, my my mom my mom says we can't hang out. My mom says you can't come over. Sorry, I'll Sorry. stay at school. My mom sucks. <laughs> so um, it's my mom's fault. I swear. Um, yeah, I I, I guess it's. Yeah. I mean, you can tell that's true though, because like Ray doesn't 
he like Ray barely respects Travis more than he does Wallace. Totally. So, like, yeah. The like, fact that the fact that Ray like puts up with this shit and like he has like the boombox on his desk that he like pulls his jacket off of to like play the music when Travis is so doing funny. his thing. I think even even that is like more than I would expect from Ray to help Travis. So you know what? Well, I think I'm, I'm he's hope, being a bit of a bro. I'm hope we're getting a like a a Renaissance, if you will. I hope Ray will come through and really evolve. Here's okay. hoping. Um, it's possible. Yeah, and then in, in, in the meantime, but since tr- since Robbie is having such a hard time selling these calendars, he decides to sell them as uh, target boards instead, and they start flying yeah, so off the shelves. Yeah, he uses, uses a sharpie and draws like a a target on the faces on of, all the pictures on the faces of Waller and uh, Kim, which I which mean, is hilarious because it's like you could do this yourself. You could do it yourself for one thing. And also, how, I, did you think Kim would never notice? Like, did you really think you were right? going to like just... Yeah, Kim, I sold all of them. People suddenly were just really interested. So there's this... Weird. Uh, like, she catches him. And it's kind of weird when she catches him because she's like, she's upset, but she's not super upset. She's still... I, it, that's the thing. It's, a, it's the same thing again where it's like, I cannot understand what her true feelings are because she like, she gets up, like she walks away when she like notices yeah. and he's like kim wait no. and she's like upset about it but then in back in the cougar radio station she's like oh but like anything to sell like these are flying off the shelf blah blah and it's like are you, ha- are you happy or <laughs> yeah, are you happy yeah. no i are you to come again what, what's the truth what's the truth kim anyways and robbie thinks he's gonna get maybe a nice little nice little smoochy smoochy poo but uh she gives him more calendars to sell yeah he's but. just like handed a huge stack yet again oh but meanwhile ed and ted are selling the calendars as well and they decide to give away a ten dollar rebate on each calendar even even though the calendars cost five dollars which is actually hilarious yeah i don't know i thought that (laughs) whole part kind of works and and while this is all while robbie is helping kim lily catches on that robbie is helping kim of course and of she's course. like hey robbie um you want to like explain yourself and he's like i don't even know man i kind of like i don't know and she's like you like kim oh my god and he's like I, I, like maybe like because at this point no one knows about their little little steamy night at mickey's doing inventory true so no one knows. he's like please don't tell anyone and she's like i'm super not gonna tell anyone don't you worry my dude so. It is kind of a big deal, though. The fact yeah. that Lily knows this, and I mean, it's respect to Lily for not like freaking out as much because I mean, L- Kim is literally their arch enemy. But I mean, maybe totally. maybe, maybe that adds to it because like she must also understand how confused Robbie probably is. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Which I mean, Lily has feelings for Ray now. I think they she understands confused feelings. Man, these teenagers, I tell you, they they got some issues. I don't know this this episode like. I didn't hate it, but like I would say half of this episode felt like a bit of a throwaway. Um, totally. It's yeah. weird. It always seems like the third episodes we cover are always kind of the Right? Like, the we're, just, we're, like we're like building and building, then like whoo, down, down we go. I, I, I shouldn't say that though, totally. Like, I didn't like hate this episode, but it does always kind of right. feel like, yeah, by the time we get to the third one, yeah. something's a little bit off. But it is that kind of like this filler. one, I wish. I feel like the, yeah. I feel like the, I wish it's it's weird to me that like sub like the the main like a plot of this was the Waller thing and B plot was Cougar Radio like I wish it was switched. I was just gonna say the same thing. Like I wish I wish I wish a plot was was the Cougar Radio stuff. But I think I don't know I don't know if this is me giving too much credit to the writing staff. But I think the reason they're doing that is so that like when the Kim and Robbie stuff hit, it kind of feels like it's like not that it's out of nowhere, but that it's been like under like bubbling under Underline. and it will happen. Yeah. Okay. 
that's yeah, you know okay. we'll see how that actually ends ends up like you know, coming to fruition but i don't know it yeah. kind of works for me yeah i didn't love oh. i didn't love everything about this episode but i i enjoyed it hold on my other note about this being clearly a canadian show is that when robbie is selling the calendars he is very clearly taking five dollar bill canadian five dollar bills from everybody there the the blue Those canadian blue five dollar bills and i'm like hmm, wow this is definitely canada so sick okay well i didn't notice get that. it together <laughs> yeah so. i don't even know why they tried to hold up this new jersey thing like it's it's kind of lame right. but whatever this is easily this is easily a show that takes place in the gta the <laughs> yeah. toronto area this this, is, this school is like in a different area than degrassi this is burlington but, this is oakville this is somewhere in like the gta like come on guys yeah i don't know but, so whatever yeah i don't know <laughs> do, do you have any other thoughts on this one uh no i uh yeah i like i i didn't i didn't not enjoy the episode but i just enjoyed the first two more yeah i feel you i'm, yeah. I'm i think i really went like the first episode i watched was like i was like yo this is fire and then the next one i was like yeah i like the, like this is also still very fun and then the next one i was like all right like okay like it just couldn't agree more i didn't think, hate uh, any of them, but uh, yeah this this one just kind of uh it gave me some things to chew on and i hope that like we get a bit more of Robbie and Kim. I think we we might, we might not. We'll see. But um, I'm looking forward to what's coming up. The next episode yeah. will actually be featuring four episodes to finish off season two. We're already, we're already and getting. And Kyle and I are going to reel it in on the <laughs> talking about things that don't have to do with Radio Free Roscoe, and we are going to make it not a thousand hour long episode okay well i'm I'm manifesting that right now i appreciate your manifestation because i can personally not promise anything but i will try my best um i don't mean either that's fingers crossed um but in the meantime uh if you want to reach us or contact us in any way you definitely can at my teenings as a podcast at gmail.com or you can reach us reach us at twitter and instagram at my teenings pod um so feel free to email us or hit the social medias you can do that um and tell a friend if you like this uh, like this podcast you like the show you know someone who has tell seen, us t- tell us tell us that you're tell watching us. it we want to know we want to know and please and spread the word you know rate us on itunes and all that you can find the show on all the podcast platforms now so yeah we're we're not hard to find you can definitely contact us if you'd like um jamie anything else to add to the world what do you think I I got nothing. I uh, no. I'm excited for the next steps. As am I. Again, everyone, this has been my Teenage as a podcast. Thank you much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.